listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this thir- uh, Thursday, the 18th of November 2021. Uh, later, where are petrol prices going as we head into Christmas? But first, to the Australian share market, which rose only slightly today, the S&P ASX 200 up 0.1% to 7,379. The banks continued to be dumped. For more, I spoke earlier with Alex Pakoulis from Harper Bernays. Alex, the markets are a tad higher today. What's behind the moves? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a mixed bag, Ricardo. I mean, on the positive side, you've had a couple of acquisitions announced. Evolution Mining's uh, buying a mine in Queensland for a billion dollars. Market likes that stock up 10%. TWE's acquired the Frank family vineyards for about $450 million. That stock is strong as well. Um, Sonics reported good results, so stock up 3% on better sales and, and earnings. And there's a couple of others. Tech stocks have been strong lately. Um, Altium up three and, and WiseTech's been, it's just a powerhouse, keeps going. Um, on the weak side, there's a couple of themes. Major banks have just um, followed on from the weakness from CBA's result yesterday. That stock's down 10% in two days and all the majors down sort of one to one and a half percent today. And the energy stocks are a little bit weak as well off the back of oil. I guess if we talk about themes, one of the key themes for the market at the moment is inflation. Is it transitory? Is it entrenched? What are your thoughts? Look, at the moment, it certainly continues to push higher. You saw overnight both Canada and the UK report CPI data that was higher than expected. And in earlier this month, the US did the same uh, CPI data at 6.2%, which was sort of about half a percent higher than expected. Um, I think the key thing is, the market is pricing on a five-year basis only just over 3% inflation in the US. So at the moment, the market is pricing that it's transitory. Um, I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, so, And there are some early signs of a few things easing like freight rates. So if it's transitory, all this talk about the RBA or central banks around the world lifting official interest rates some sooner than expected, does it go down the toilet then? Well, it's interesting that the market's been trying to pressure central banks into potentially raising rates sooner, and there's been big shifts in fixed income markets in the last sort of month or two. But the Fed, the RBA uh, and the Bank of England all came out with more dovish than expected commentary earlier this month, and that's seen that market sort of settle down a little bit. Now, I think the the key here is central banks are telling you they're going to be uh, patient The RBA specifically said that in their statement of monetary policy, and I think the market needs to take that on board. Central banks are convinced that this is transitory for the moment and they're going to act accordingly, and that means staying the course with uh, very accommodative policy for the moment. A lot of analysts and uh, economists that I speak to kind of think the other way around, right? I mean, they're keeping... I guess they're playing a, a bit both ways. But in your view, and with your scenario, I guess, what does this mean for investments and markets? Yeah, so, I mean, what's key for equity markets is real interest rates. And so if you've got an environment where inflation is pushing higher, but central banks are saying, hey, we're, we're holding policy still for the moment, what you've seen is real interest rates go more deeply negative. So in the US, they're now negative 1.1%. Um, more deeply negative real interest rates are very positive for equity markets. And that's why you've seen the US market you know, up 10 to 12% in the last sort of six weeks. Um, and it's particularly positive for growth stocks. So 
while the market's had a good run on a medium-term basis, we think real rates are likely to stay quite deeply negative and that central banks are going to remain accommodative, and that's pretty positive for equity markets. And can we end on China? Evergrande today is saying it's raising money by selling shares in a film production and streaming company to help pay its debts. Are you concerned about this ongoing story? Look, we are. From an overall perspective, we're concerned around the Chinese construction market and what's happening in that market. The way we look at it is Evergrande is more of a symptom of a slowing Chinese property market, which is something that policymakers themselves in China have manufactured. So um, we're not concerned about flow-on from Evergrande, but it's like a canary in the coal mine, if you like. Um, There are issues in the Chinese property market. That is going to continue to slow. uh, Construction activity in China is at 20-year lows, um, deeply negative, around negative 10% at the moment, and that has serious implications for resource demand coming from Australia. Even copper, which has a great electrification story, the reality is 25% of the world's copper production is, you know, chewed up by Chinese construction. And so it's a big headwind out there for all commodities, but iron ore in particular as well. Alex Pakoulis there from Harper Bernays. Now, the oil price, it is sitting at a six-week low. Now, this as US President Joe Biden asked nations to consider releasing stockpiles of crude, and now South Korea says it is considering it. So what now, and what's the future for the oil price and more importantly, for consumers anyway, the petrol price as we head into Christmas. For more, Laurie Luira spoke earlier with David Lennox. He's the resources analyst at Fat Profits and first asked how unusual it is for the US president to intervene like this. Certainly in the past, we have seen US presidents when they've got the difficulty of very high gasoline prices inside their own country. They have generally talked about trying to get the release of uh, the strategic reserves out of the US. At this stage, none of them have really gone ahead and done that. So it's really, from uh, their point of view, it's been very much a jawboning exercise to see if, in fact, just jawboning will be enough to uh, to make a difference in uh, cheaper oil prices. And is this a sign of the desperation Mr Biden is facing? There's really not a lot that he can actually do as president to actually try and control the price of gasoline inside his own country. He can really only try and influence the markets by what he is saying. And we have, in fact, seen somewhat of a move by the markets on the back of that. We've seen the oil prices now weaken. They've gone sub $80. So whether or not that's on his call for that to happen or whether or not it's just on market events, we certainly do know that OPEC have been increasing production over the course of the last couple of months. We also know that US that oil production inside the US has risen by about 800,000 barrels uh, over the last probably uh, eight weeks. So with those two factors, one would expect that we'd see somewhat of a weakness in the oil price anyway. So throw in that the, the most powerful country and biggest consumer of uh, gasoline is uh, saying, look, we want prices cheaper. That's probably why when you add them all together, we have seen that uh, gasoline price or the oil prices just coming off. And what about the price of petrol here? Is, th- is there a link? Look, uh, certainly one would expect if we're seeing a barrel of oil falling, then one would expect here in Australia that would we, we would see that start to flow through the to the Bowsers as uh, the distillers start to get cheaper oil coming into their processes. That's unfortunately not been happening, primarily because, yes, we have seen the oil price starting to fall away, but that's only been in recent days. 
But unfortunately, in, in, a, in a company of falling oil prices, we've actually seen a weakening Australian dollar. So as the Australian dollar falls, it's going to cost us more to buy a barrel of oil. So at the moment, we're probably seeing a net gain of no move at all. And that means that the Bowser's oil prices or gasoline or petrol prices are going to very much remain where they are. So what might be the circuit breaker that brings down the price of petrol here? Look, certainly one of the factors that we've been talking about for some time is the US. It's still got latent production of probably near 2 million barrels that just haven't come back on stream pre-COVID when they were nearly at, uh, when they were at 13 million barrels of oil production a day. The price has just been artificially retained at that level where the marginal cost for them just isn't sufficient for them to turn that production back on. We really think that that's where Joe Biden should be perhaps focusing to get that extra oil into the system to get the uh, prices down. But at this stage, that's the real circuit breaker. And of course, there's always OPEC. We know they're winding back the cuts that they bought in uh, through 2020 to deal with demand collapses. If they perhaps uh, started to uh, look at those cuts and say, well, we won't go ahead with them, of course, that's going to crimp supply and that would also lift up the oil prices. But at this point in time, one would have to suggest that the, uh, the trend is to the downside and uh, perhaps uh, Joe Biden will get his wish and they'll see that uh, those cheaper gasoline prices flowing into the US. And for the Australian consumer, we're heading into Christmas, borders are now reopening, and people are probably going to try and get away. Um, are we expecting a pretty hefty petrol price? Is it going to be quite an expensive Christmas for families? Certainly, if, if we see a lift in demand here, because yes, we're perhaps traveling more internally, and that means either flying or driving, then there, there potentially could be an uplift in pricing because obviously garages will, will want to take, and suppliers will want to take advantage of that increased demand. So we will be watching it. Perhaps we might end up with a, like we see in the US, a summer drive season where we do see those seasonally upward movements in gasoline prices. That could potentially happen here. But one would have to suggest that we should see sufficient supply coming through and it really will be the movements either up or down in the Aussie dollar against the US dollar or, or if we do eventually see some fall in the oil price that will eventually uh, make a rather bigger impact on what the, the prices we get at the Bowser's here. Laurie Lawira there speaking with Fat Profits Resources Analyst David Lennox. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.